Welcome to episode 123 of the Book Wars Pod. I'm Kate, and I'm here with Miranda and two very special guests uh, to discuss Galaxy's Edge Black Spire by Delilah S. Dawson. So we're joined today by Mel and Rob, which we're very, very excited about. Hi, guys. Hi. <laughs> um, Mel, you might recognize as Jane underscore Anon on Twitter, and Rob is smooth like mayo, which is... The truth. <laughs> Both gross and creepy. <laughs> I mean, you did this to yourself, so. Yeah, I, I have nowhere I can go from this. I, I, I blame my parents. That's about it. Oh, God. Everything else I have to take on the chin. <laughs> uh, I'm so glad you're here. Okay. Um,. So, yeah, we're we're doing the usual bit of what is that? Do, do people have beverages today? What are we drinking? I just have tea because I overslept, and by overslept, I don't even want, by overslept. I don't even want to tell y'all what time I woke up, what time I intended to wake up, and what time I actually woke up because it's disgusting because i'm in grad school and my sleep schedule is fucked up um so it's like it's like three o'clock here and i'm just i'm like caffeinating like now so that i feel like that gives you enough information (laughs) we're 100 percent clear (laughs) rob mal anything no i'm not drinking anything yeah i have got an entire bottle of a lovely jersey table red um the cheapest wine i could find but it's also delicious that sounds lovely and i have no glass i am taking this right to the head oh wow <laughs> I, love that. I love that for you i i can relate to that <laughs> oh god i haven't actually, i haven't had wine in a long time because we moved to colorado and all they have here is beer and also they don't sell wine in trader joe's anymore so they don't have the tags that tell me what the wine tastes like so now i'm scared to buy wine <laughs> I, do. I don't know anything. I'm a fucking idiot. So I'm like, <laughs> I I'm like, sure there's an app for that. Yeah. You go to the store, you find a bottle that's like $20 if you're feeling fancy, <laughs> but then find a $20 bottle that's on sale for like 17 Oh my God, Miranda. Genius. I think Miranda, this bottle cost me all of 11 Oh yeah. That's uh, a great. Deal. Right? A screaming deal. <laughs> And that's why I usually buy five bottles in this at a time. Who says no? I like it. Randa, what have you got today? Uh, I'm drinking bourbon. Um, For once, it's a a local bourbon. I learned about this distillery last week. Um, It's called Freeland Spirits. It is a Portland-based, entirely women-owned and operated uh, situation. Nice. Um, But... Figure I'd pick up some bourbon while I was picking up gin for my girlfriend's birthday last weekend, and can say that so far it's very tasty. Oh, happy birthday to your lovely girlfriend, who I've never met, but I will one day. <laughs> All right. Um, should we talk about Star Wars? All right. Maybe. Maybe we could. Up to you. All right. Um, so really quickly, I know Kristen isn't here, but this is her favorite question. And when she listens, she will, she will definitely want to know the answers. So, um, when and where are we in the galaxy timeline? So this book starts us off for the first, like, few chapters or so, um, on Dakar in the middle of, uh, Force Awakens with the destroying of the whole entire Hosnian system. Which uh, Star Wars has deci- apparently decided to name the Hosnian Cataclysm, which I don't know. It just like it's it's just like it sounds like the dinosaurs just went extinct or whatever. <laughs> it's just very intense. <laughs> um, 
I mean, you know, billions of people did go out of existence. If they did. Out of bits. It also sounds like a cool punk band. Yes. That's true. I love that, actually. (laughs) Excuse me, I got to go write something down. Um, (laughs) I... I... That's... That's fantastic. All right. Um, so we start there, and then we have um, the time jump to um, a little less than a year later, I want to say, uh, to just before Rise of Skywalker. And we've got the return of Vi Marathi from um, Delilah Dawson's first book uh, for the Star Wars canon, which was Phasma. And um, we are sending her off to Batu to set up a resistance base. Um, so... Batu is a place that we've seen before. We saw it in Thrawn Alliances. And, of course, it is the setting for uh, Disney's newest theme park attraction, which is, of course, Galaxy's Edge. Um, this book is a tie-in to the theme park, and um, when it was released, it was meant to kind of be an introduction to what all is there, but also have plot and characters and whatever wrapping around it, um. theoretically, hopefully. Plot and characters seem like very strong words. <laughs> <laughs> we're starting that now. Wow. Okay. We're, get, we're getting into we're it this early? We're getting to get there on like the first point about about the plot. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, Mel and Rob, I'm not sure if you've read Thawne Alliances yet. Um, I haven't. Okay. I have not. All right. Um, so, Miranda and I will just do like Real quick recap. Um, we've got... So in Alliances, we've got Thrawn and Anakin meeting on Batu um, sometime during the Clone Wars. It's got two timelines. So that's the one of them. And then the other timeline is Thrawn and Anakin having to... Or rather, Thrawn and Vader having to return to Batu to investigate um, some weird force shit that's going on. Um, and so I... Having read Throne Alliances myself pretty recently because I had to catch up on all the podcast reading because I was doing school reading while you were actually covering the book, um, it feel it it feels like two different places. Like it, to me, it feels inconsistent. I don't know, Miranda, how you felt about that. I don't super remember um, <laughs> how it was described uh, in Throne Alliances. Uh, I think that was the one that had, like, a weird castle that they were running around. Or, like, some kind of building. Yes! Sure. Chris is nodding, so I'm gonna say yes! Great. So, uh, no. Based on that one fact alone, because I don't actually remember how Timothy Zahn described it, I'm gonna go with, yeah, you're you're right there. They don't feel the same. And <laughs> I think part of it is, like, I remember that one fact from Alliances, but, like, the Batu we see here is just, it's like, oh, look, it's a trading outpost. There are merchants in a cantina, and it just doesn't stand out. I'm like, this is just a very flat description, mm-hmm. and why, why do we care about this? Yeah, um... We're going to come back to that point in a hot second. Um, I just wanted to say, from what I remember with Thrawn Alliances, it seemed much more seedy. It seemed more like Mos Eisley than, mm-hmm. um, I think, a place where, you know, Vi's always describing the people as being, like, more or less, like, super friendly and welcoming, and, you know, they're they're ready to do business. And what I, all, what I remember from Thrawn Alliances was there was one cantina where... There was this one bartender who was just like, at any time Thrawn went in there, he was just like, get the fuck out. And I was like, this is not, this is the opposite of friendly. Blue skin bastard. I know. Like, actually, though, that is basically what he said. Um, Space racism. Yes. Yes. Spacism. (laughs) Which is honestly what was happening. And I just like, I don't know. I remember like, it felt more like, like most Isley, it felt like dingy and like, kind of like you know like really forgotten and things were not like kept up very well and the 
like the fucking spaceport was falling down and stuff and so like Mm -hmm. and so that's kind of what i like having read that book going into this it's kind of like more or less what i expected but no it was like i mean it was like coming into this book like batu like black spire outpost it feels funnily enough uh like a fucking disney park (laughs) it's like happy shiny whatever it was very sanitized (laughs) yeah i thought so rob did you have yeah i i I got some of that from reading just this book and not throwing alliances. Um, like I got the, it's still kind of dingy. You can't really tell what's old and what's new. They built stuff on top of other stuff. You know, I, I got that in the first like 20 pages. Okay. Yeah. And I, I think, um, you know, we do see it like there is a seedy part of the outpost, like called out. I think they've, call it like smuggler's alley oh right yeah, yeah but yeah. i i think that part of it is you know vi's looking to, like at it through just with really wide eyes mm-hmm. um because she's like trying to find a spot for the base and like oh look at this their people are nice and i can make them be rebels i'm a spy even the local <laughs> gangster wasn't that scary you know, isn't the first rule of spycraft not to run around telling everybody you're a spy? Apparently oh, not. Man. <laughs> oh, man. We're going to get to that. But I just, like, every single time she was like, by the way, I am with the resistance. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> it was, yeah, um, okay. The people are so friendly, though. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, Kind of, like, related topic. Like, so, I don't think anyone here has been to the actual real-life Galaxy's Edge at either Disney. No. Okay. Um, Chris and I were supposed to go, and then we had a small problem called a pandemic happened. <laughs> and so, yeah, and then that, we did not go. <laughs> because That was supposed to be the plan for next month. Oh, sad. Yeah. Hey, man. Now, House Finalizer was going to get back together. I know. It was going to be great. And then, and then, and then, and now Not we're, so much. No, no, now we're trapped inside. Um, <laughs> but um, how was this book working for us as an introduction to the actual like theme park? Like, so here's one of my complaints and praises at the same mm-hmm. time. If I'm reading a book and it has this level of detail in describing every single rooftop, every single, you know, hallway, corridor, tarps over there. There's a lot of detail, probably more than I want to read in a novel. However, in the direct tie to Galaxy's Edge, the, that amount of detail paints so much of the picture that now when I go to see Galaxy's Edge, when I actually go out there... I'm going to be looking for stuff to compare to. Like, yeah, yeah, she has, you know, pink tendrils over her mouth. And, you know, this thing's got black eyes. I'm actually going to start looking for those things. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I hope to come across a Kenny Logan or Kenny Rogers Ronto Roasters. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think she made a huge point of describing the, definitely describing the architecture and also weaving in... Um, the names of various, like, I don't know. I was like, things. <laughs> like, various, like, businesses and whatever. Yeah, like the, the food stalls, mm-hmm. like, in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. I imagine those are going to be, like, where you spend $20 on three french fries. It's <laughs> um, <laughs> exactly where. <laughs> yeah. I but know. see, now I want the pod racer engine to actually roast the food. Yeah. Yes. I want to see yeah. And that's not yes. going to happen. <laughs> I know. <laughs> this is setting up high expectations that are not going to be met. <laughs> Just makes me fail. Stop lying yeah. to me. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, <clears throat> just one little thing I'm going to pick at here. For there sure. will be others. Yes, I don't know it. if creamy is the word I'd use to describe stone, wood, or the inside of a cockroach. What? You know what? I would <laughs> describe the inside of a cockroach as creamy. Oh, God. I'd forgotten about that. 
Like, sometimes you step on them and they like all that, you know, goo comes out. Maybe not creamy. <laughs> Gooey. Gooey shit. <laughs> creamy. Yeah, I don't know. I, you know, space cockroaches, you, you never know with them. <laughs> I, I mean, maybe it is creamy for them. Yeah, who knows? It's like I a Bavarian know. cream. Very smooth. <laughs> Free protein with a creamy center. Oh my god. Alright, I'm just gonna move us right along. I just had to leave that right there and move right along. Oh god. Um, what was I gonna... I was like, I had like... Damn it, I had a point that was not about cockroaches and it flew out of my head because I'm just thinking about cockroaches. Um, oh, yeah. I think like... Oga's cantina is like a, like for example is a real place in the park and I think she like actually used like the names of the drinks that like people have been like slapping on Instagram and making me jealous about. So, like, oh that's cool. Oh, yeah. It. yeah. There better be a tap with a lightsaber and like three or four rancor teeth. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There was that much detail in the description that I actually remember that having put the book down. Yeah. Right. See the only thing with that is if they don't do that at the park, like, I much, I don't think it's something that Disney would miss, but this book isn't exactly of the highest quality. Yeah. <laughs> so I have concerns <laughs> about the consistency. Yeah. How would you feel if you, like, went there and, like, stuff wasn't as described, I guess? Oh, I'm flipping tables. <laughs> I mean, it would be. I'd feel like, okay, this is just another example of them ignoring the books. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh yeah, we established this in the book, but no, we're going to ignore it completely for mm-hmm. the theme park, for the shows, mm-hmm. for the movies. <laughs> because we don't need that, you know, to match. We don't need it. <laughs> I feel that deep in my soul. I just like, I could talk about this for hours, which I won't because nobody wants to listen to that. But like... <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I, I totally agree with that. Alright. Uh, Where am I in this outline? Sorry. I just, like, <laughs> I'm thinking about cockroaches again. I hate you, Rob. Um, alright. Um, I think... You the... love me. <laughs> I do, which is why you're on here, even though I'm screaming at you. Um, so, I think the last thing I wanted to talk about, like, kind of Plot-wise, and then we'll get into larger implications of the writing, etc. Haha. Um, the last thing I want to talk to you about plot-wise were Vi and Archex as characters. Ooh. Um, <laughs> which I think is probably a good lead-in to um, what other things that we really, really want to talk about. Um, I don't know... Um, if y'all have read Phasma, where Vi-, Vi and Archix were introduced for, like, kind of a minute. No, I haven't read it. Okay. Um, you don't need to. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you really don't. Um, it's like, like, the book is obviously mostly about Phasma, and, um, it just, the backstory where, um, Vi's talking about how Archix was cardinal, and he tortured her, like, all that is, like, kind of a... I guess a framing device for Phasma's story um, because Vi is kind of telling Archex slash Cardinal like about Phasma's backstory or whatever um, as she's being tortured, which was super fun. Um, I mean, who doesn't so- like a little torture? Oh yeah, just a l- just just a smidgen. This book just had like sprinkle. I don't yeah, like Salt <laughs> Bay, just a sprinkle on top. <laughs> it's fun for the whole family. Mm. oh my god this book had more like like honestly it's just like my dad back before he knew how to cook and he just like poured the whole salt shaker yeah (laughs) wow that is an apt analogy (laughs) yes um which we'll also talk about in a hot second um but i since miranda i think you did read phasma um do you feel like how do you feel about Vi and Archex as, I don't know, except, like, I don't, like, how, I guess their character arcs from there to here. Oh, that is a very bold question. You're <laughs> assuming that I haven't 
purposely forgotten most of what happened in Phasma. Oh, my God. Um, what, I mean, obviously the big kind of arc is, you know, Archex realizes that, like, maybe the First Order isn't super great. Um, and, like, Vi kind of steals him from the the Star Destroyer, and now he's, like, not really resistant, but good enough that they can be like, you can go on a mission. It's fine. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting to see, like, I guess how he progresses with that. I don't know if it's super effective. Right. I I don't have a whole lot to offer up here. Um, I mean... He tortured her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now he's not torturing her. Yeah. But they're living together on a planet in the middle of space nowhere. Mm-hmm. Space nowhere. Um, yeah, I... With Archek specifically, I just feel like... So, we see in Phasma how Vi kind of turns him to... Um, if not tor- to the Resistance, away from the First Order. And then he spends, obviously, most of Black Spire trying to figure out what he is doing with himself and he never really gets there and then he dies yeah and so i don't know that just felt really incomplete to me yeah it feels like an easy way out yeah almost like the author didn't really know what to do with him so she's like yes he'll die (laughs) yeah it's like oh he'll sacrifice himself that makes him a good character now right i guess so (laughs) that's how it works in star wars though you just need one big sacrifice. And then it redeems that's, everything. That's what Rise of Skywalker told me. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> uh, mm. I mean, Vader too. <laughs> that's, yes. That's, yes. Rob, I heard you mumble something. <laughs> I can't really argue with that. I, <laughs> just, mm. That's, yeah. Um... And then for Vi, she has, like, she has these, obviously she has these recurring, um, I guess, chronic pain from the torture that she suffered at the hands of Archex, which was great. Um, But I feel like, kind of, like, like, aside from her kind of periodically reliving a trauma, she kind of feels at her core the same kind of person. Um, I think she's she's always plucky. She's always... Mm -hmm. um, you know, ready to step in, um, and uh, I guess, like, also kind of just sacrifice herself for other people. Um, but I don't know. Beyond that, I'm not sure. Like, but aside from the author putting her through yet more adversity, um, I'm not sure how much of a change there is in her character from, like, beginning to end. Mm-hmm. I didn't yeah, believe I think her. She's like just <laughs> consistently I had to very suspend like, all belief to like get into this character, which is good because she's in it. I'm like, but <laughs> I'm sorry if somebody tortured like, me, mm-hmm. I'm not going to turn around and say he's a good man. No, <laughs> you tortured me. I don't care if you made like an about face. You're like, I'm not with the first order anymore. You tortured me. That will always be forefront in my mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I still have difficulty fathoming why Leia even put them together. Like, why would you... What purpose could that serve? This is... Uh, yes. So, yeah, go for it, Mel. I'm just like, this is where, um, if this wasn't a black woman, I would feel differently about it. But since it is a black Absolutely. woman, there's that stereotype of the strong black woman that can withstand... Mm-hmm more pain than anyone else will be more forgiving than anyone else and this is what we see in this character hey everyone it's chris unfortunately this is the point in the recording where we had some technical difficulties and lost about two minutes of audio of mel and miranda talking about their issues with vi and leia's characterizations in black spire we're very sorry to you that you missed that conversation we're very very sorry to mel and miranda uh anyway we're picking back up right where we got our audio back. Uh, And thanks uh, for understanding, and please enjoy the rest of the episode.
Yeah. Um, I, yeah, after Leia, like, having read Bloodline and also other things, just generally speaking, of Leia um, kind of reflecting on the way she was tortured by Vader Mm -hmm. in A New Hope, it really feels like she would not just put a person and their abuser slash torturer in the same place. Even if he had been redeemed. <laughs> uh-huh. Correct. Because she was like, fuck Vader. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. I just, I mean, yeah. Leia's usually a lot more, like, understanding and empathetic with her soldiers. And I didn't really see that here. Yeah. <laughs> I totally agree with that. I was, like, I was finishing up the book earlier because I... I just did not get a chance to read this week because I I had to do a bunch of, like, I had to take a crash course in how to teach my kids this fall because we're going to be teaching online and I don't know how any, how any buttons work. Um, so I, so I finished this book kind of late, but, um, I was re I was just reading the part earlier today where, um, Vi's finally able to like call her basically and say, Hey, everything's fucked. And Leia's like, cool, make it work. <laughs> And I was like, what is that? Leia said, you'll be the fuck okay. (laughs) This is your mission. Deal with it. I know. She was just like, here, I'm going to give you nothing. And then you're going to make it work. And I was just like, what the fuck is this about? Yeah. And so she's usually nicer. um, Obviously. But also, and this is one of my kind of complaints about the book as a whole, Leia's usually a lot more subtle. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like, at the beginning when she's you know, kind of briefing Vi on what the mission's gonna be, it's like very, you know, propaganda. We're doing good. We're the resistance. You can do this. And it's like... It show? was kind of like the hammer. It was a blunt object. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, we all know this. You're the resistance. Why are you telling us? Honestly, a lot of the writing in this book was a blunt object. <laughs> I mean, yeah. not wrong. If I'm that, that whole interaction, that briefing, that so rubbed me the wrong way. And this kind of goes to how I feel about how Vi's character was written. It's like, it's as if you had never met a black woman. It, it was as if mm-hmm. you, you had only seen one on TV. Mm-hmm. And then only one. And only one. (laughs) And that whole interaction, it's like, why do you seem like you have an attitude right now? Like, there are times to have an attitude. This isn't one of them. (laughs) It was bizarre. It's like, the whole thing is fucking bizarre. It just felt so off. Yeah. I... I don't, like, this is not an excuse for the author, but I just, like... There's that, and the other thing is I wonder... So, I know she writes for a lot of different age groups, including, like, middle grade and whatnot, and I'm like, were you writing this book, like, concurrently with a middle grade book? Because the writing style was just, like... I was, like, she was just, like, repeating things nonstop, and just being, and just, like, the the amount of, like, telling versus showing was just so bizarre to me. Yeah. That was Artex's whole character. Uh huh. The whole character arc was just telling, 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 and mm-hmm. then showing like ten percent. Yes, that's awful generous of you. <laughs> I'm trying to be 10%, nice. Ten percent. <laughs> yeah. I'm like even with the black woman thing. I'm trying to give a little leeway because space black is different than our ba- black. But <laughs> true. <laughs> but there's only so much that I can give. I'm mm-hmm. like I'm still reading this through my eyes. Oh, which yeah. are affected by my experiences for sure absolutely but it, come on you, you gotta admit even the wig thing oh the wig thing oh my god it's like she's untwisting her hair are you de- are you are you describing a protective style like is that what you're doing yeah i'm not because that's sure. what black women have I, yeah oh my god we have wigs yeah. and protective styles <laughs> all of them all of them multiple wigs <laughs> all the time constantly and you think about it a lot. Like, that's, like, 50% of what you think about on a daily basis, I know. <laughs> like, obviously. That wigs and not getting the hair wet. 
Yes. Because <laughs> that was fifty percent of this book. I was like, "What the what the fuck is this about?" I just, I just, so yeah. confused. <laughs> it was a lot. It was a bunch. Um, and I say this as a black woman who does have multiple wigs and knits. <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just. Oh man. Um, I found this hard to believe. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I, I'm, I'm like, I'm so glad you brought that up because like I was just talking to Southern Cynic, um, friend of the pod. I love me some Southern Cynic. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was just, she was just like, ah, oh, God, what did she say? She was like, it's like the author like looked like like looked up on Twitter like black women talking about their hair, and that's all the research she did. I mean, it's. Yeah. Not an inaccurate depiction. <laughs> yes. By opinion. Yes. Yeah. Um, we'll retweet this from the pod account, but um, back when the book was released and SC had read it, she put together a thread pointing out the, a lot of, all of the whole lot of things that are going on with depictions of, like, black women in this book. Um, but just to excerpt that a little bit um one of the things she said was the entire time i was reading this um expecting to really learn more about vi find some part of her that could imprint on me as a black woman and a star wars fan i had to wonder did the author not ask one black person to skim over this yeah do you not have editors someone that could have just pulled your coat for just a second and said um maybe this isn't good yeah probably not if there no if there were no black editors then they all just thought it's that's fine. I think it's so. like how come nobody is in Talib Kweli's corner going, Hey man, pull up. Well, yeah. you surround yourself with dirty people and this is what happens. No? Okay. <laughs> I just yeah, no, like Chris and I were discussing this. Um and like we were like thinking about it and we're like, so the Star Wars arm of Del Rey has two editors, both of whom we know are white. Um, the guy who's in charge of publishing at Lucasfilm, um, somebody else who's at Lucasfilm, like, just specifically at Lucasfilm Publishing. Um, and then there's the story group. Somebody in the story group had to have looked at this to, like, approve whatever the fuck. And then this had to have gone through at least a proofreader, if not a proofreader, and a copy editor. So at least six people looked at this book read this, uh, supposedly read this book, and were like, sure, this is fine. Hire more black folk. Yeah. That's uh-huh. all I gotta say about that. It. Yep, 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 yep. Totally. Right, um, it's gonna be real difficult not being a black folk to write as a black folk. Yes. Yeah, hire black writers. Like, they're, I don't understand why Delilah Dawson was the person to write this book. Mm-hmm. And to tell the story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, other things SD noted. Um, Vi's voice seemed generic. I don't even remember half of what it was she did in the book besides order raps. <laughs> Everything seemed one note and bland. I get this was the launch story of Galaxy's Edge and Black Spire, but you could have put anyone in a resistance jacket and it would have worked. Um, which, yeah, I agree if, with. If you put anyone else in that resistance jacket, it probably would have been better because, like, I don't believe this of a spy. Mm hmm. Like, you're supposed to be subtle. Sneaky. <coughs> yeah. None of these things are Vi. Yeah. Nah. If I, I cover this bright orange jacket with a scarf, <laughs> I'll blend in. Lose the jacket. Why are you so attached to it? <laughs> I know. Like, because also- it's got this giant rebel logo on it. <laughs> but, like, you're What's Vi? <laughs> Why Why wear that in the first place? It was just, everything was so, like, and again, it was, like, a lot of telling of, well, Vi is Leia's, like, top resistance spy, and I was like, how? <laughs> yes. I just, yes. I, absolutely bizarre. Like, like, cool concept for a black woman to be their top spy, but also, like, she's completely fucking incompetent, so, like, what does that say? Nothing good. Well, this is yeah. why we had no allies at the end of Last Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, y'all are just bad at your job. <laughs> bad. <laughs> no, but you see, if you wear the jacket that has the giant rebel symbol on you, then people won't think 
that you're a spy because you're being very obvious about it and a spy would never be that dumb and bad at their jobs. You can recruit everyone to the resistance. Nobody will respect your resistance. (laughs) Just going to talk about this very loudly. Don't question the plan. It just works. Yeah. Yeah, I just... Yeah, no, I just, oh god, the amount of times I was just like face palming over it was just astronomical, honestly. Um, I mean, I felt bad for her because I'm like, so you talked about being a resistance spy very loudly in a very public place, and then later wondered who narked on you. <laughs> <laughs> on your first day at work. The poor, <laughs> she's out of her death here. I know. On your first day of work, you get sent to the HR person. It's a giant man shark. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um. I think, oh, the other thing I want to talk about, especially with Vi and how she's portrayed, is, um, of course, she's a black woman, and we have just discussed... All of the things that went wrong there that the author did. Um, But she's also depicted as ace. Um, And how I I go back and forth on like how I feel like that was handled. I mean, really, if they're not portrayed as a complete robot with no feelings, then I count that as a win. You know, that's super fair. (laughs) That is so fucking fair, because, yeah, no, the way these folks are portrayed in most cases is fucking ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just, you know, did you know, be, it's like every other thing is like, be, did you know that because you're ace that, that, that you have literally no feelings ever and don't care no, about No, of course not. Yeah. Why, why, why would you? What? <laughs> yeah. And she wasn't broken. I mean, she was, but not because of that. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. No. Yeah. I I know a lot of um, ace folks were um, definitely happier about that side of her um, identity than, than others. So I like I'm glad to hear that that worked for you. Um, if like just like to give this book like literally one thing, I'm really glad that that worked for you. <laughs> and it was the bar is so low. I know, it's and it's so also much like. Oh, God, that breaks my heart. That's terrible. Um, but no, I'm glad that that I'm glad that that's present, at least because <sighs> so many other things in this book are just like not there. <laughs> I just yeah, totally. Um, so very quickly, dude, um, just wanted to t- touch on Archex, um, his depiction. Um, he's described as an East Asian man and Myself as an East Asian person, I was just like, you have introduced another East Asian dude character who is just like all, like he cares about rules and order and is is bad at creative thinking and having fun and is sexually inept and, 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 and I was like, and then you didn't know what to do with him. So you blew him up. Like, what the fuck happened here? <laughs> <laughs> God. <laughs> yeah, it's just like thank you for throwing together like just a bunch of like stereotypes about Asian dudes and then furthermore just turning him into itty bitty pieces. <laughs> my my question is was Archex Asian before the book was written or was he Asian after it was written and they're trying to, you know, develop meaning and stuff? Cuz mm. I think I think I I tried to take an objective look at that, and if it was written before uh, before the book, holy shit! If it was written after, if it was that he was Asian after the book was written, I'm out for blood because somebody said all these things about Artex equates to oh yeah, I have the perfect picture of this East Asian, uh, you know basically broken individual and I I don't know which I'd rather be more mad. 
Yeah. I think he was... He, well, he, when he was interested in Phasma, I know that, like... At least when the book was released, like, they released some, like, character art of him, and he was definitely Asian there, so... Um, yeah, I feel like she... Like, the author had to have gone into this book, like, having that in mind, and then just decided to carry forth with this here shit. Um, I mean, so. it's like that I'm going to go plow ahead without asking anybody, sensitivity readers, mm-hmm. nothing. Just, mm-hmm. I got this. I got this. And <laughs> you don't got this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, it did seems to be the general theme of the book. Girl, yeah. you, don't, you don't got this. Yeah. You yeah. don't have the range. No, absolutely not. I mean, like, I mean, you're, you're, I think it's a great, like, thing to point out, though, Rob, that, like, this, like, it, it almost, I hate to use the word shoehorn because, like, fucking dumb fucking racists use that all, that word all the time, like, talking about quote unquote forced diversity, which is fake. Um, Absolutely for, fake. Yes, for anyone listening who might think that's a real thing, number yeah. one, that's fake. Number two, please stop listening to my podcast. Um, but yeah, it's like it's it's kind of like it's that just sounds similar to what SC was getting at with Vi's character. Like she again, author went into this book like you know with this character in mind as being a black woman, but also like. It's just like if I put enough references to her wig in here, then it's gonna be fine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not enough just to have us in the book. You have to write us right. Mm-hmm. Like, make an effort. Mm-hmm. I'm so fucking. I was lonely. almost surprised that I didn't see something written like Archex couldn't drive or something like that. Like, oh my god, I know. It it, it it's like every time I turn a page of description. I'm just waiting for it. Sometimes I got it, particularly with Vi. Like again, the the untwisting her hair and the wigs and the getting mm. her hair wet thing. Like every time, it's like oh here it comes, God. and yep, there it is. The checklist. Yeah. I know. Yeah, true. Like... <laughs> We're playing racist trope bingo. Oh my God. I um I think Keeks has the ebook version. I need to ask her like to do like a like one of like a word search thing of like how many times the word wig is specifically is used in this fucking book and then just like take an average of like every 30 pages there it is <laughs> she's just page 28 it stole my wig page 56 there's my wigs again <laughs> jesus and what is this wig doing for you it's not hiding your face right it, so they blue. can still it's tell it's you yep. it. yeah it's blue at the tip so you can't recognize her I know sometimes white people have a problem with recognizing us once we've changed our hair color or hairstyle, but (laughs) (laughs) yes, yeah, they can still look at your face and see that's your face. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And also, like, it's Star Wars. They have the technology. They know it's you. (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah, no, my I knew I knew I like. I was reading, and I knew, and I should know what I was in for when I got to, like, I think it was, like, page 18 or something like that, and they, it was a sentence where Vi was thinking about Archex, and the author really put Archex and the word squinting in the same sentence. Oh. Uh, yep. Yep, yeah, Kate, page 20. I found it. There it is! Page 20. It. I... Yeah, no, I just like I just like put the book down. And I looked at Chris and I was just like, "It, it took me till about page thirty to put the book down." Like, I, yeah, I'm not sure I can do this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I just, and you know, I like, all joking aside, I appreciate I appreciate very much all of us like getting through this together. <laughs> I mean, I, I had to buy this. I couldn't even get it from the library. Oh no! Oh I yeah. Like- I- I legit yeah. feel like we should reimburse y'all because, like, oh my god, like. <sighs> just... Oh no, I'm I'm actually glad I bought it because I at least got to see what the level of wow, this is what y'all think of this is out there. Oh man, yeah. especially when it's not deliberately malicious, it's still like mm-hmm. this is your perception. Yeah. Wow, that's kind of broken. 
Yeah. I mean, there was I mean well all over this book, but... Oh, yeah. It was so obvious, like, you don't know anybody from these backgrounds in your social circle that Mm -hmm. you can ask about this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Jeez, I'm trying to remember... So, um, but there was a point before Star Wars Celebration Chicago, like, pretty, like, maybe a month or so before it happened, um, where the author was tweeting about how she wanted to get better at writing characters of color. And and now, looking at this book, I'm just like, yes, there is is certainly room for improvement. Um, But uh, we, as as a response, like, I think, I can't remember who it was. I th- it might have been SC. Um, but we, so Star Wars What Matters had a panel at uh, Star Wars Celebration Chicago where I was we... there. <laughs> oh my so god, yay! That's amazing. I don't like, I feel like I, I probably met you and then like just like, because I was so Honestly, high the night before. Shut Rob up, Kate. <laughs> I was so high. It was not great. No, I, I saw you and I failed to introduce myself because <laughs> who the hell am I? I know you. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> I walked right past you. Oh, my God. Well, next time, stop and say hi. <laughs> yes, I will. Yes. No, absolutely. I just... God, I was... Yeah, I was just like... I was, anyway, I was weed hungover, so that's my... So so weed hungover. <laughs> was not you guys had a better time hungover. than I did. <laughs> oh, you, you should have come see about our, our party. <laughs> You're right. 10,000% hang out with us next time. Next celebration. Next time, absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> um, anyway, so we had a panel on which I sat while I was weed hungover, which was probably a great idea. Um, but anyway. 60% of the panel was. Yeah, so. that's also true. We're great. <laughs> In- invite us back. Star Wars Celebration. <laughs> Um, but we, but we had invited the author to come to the panel, um, before it was, like, well before it was held, um, you know, just, you know, to hear real people talking about, like, the the issues that matter to them. Um. Also known as her side of it. Yes. Exactly. Um, and so, yeah, we invited her, and we got no response. Um, she was resp- she was definitely responding to other people in the thread who were like it was like a bunch of white people being like oh you do fine you do not do fine um, she does she not do fine um, she just kind of blew her off oh okay so she, she was like oh I can't at that time and then didn't respond to anything else even when people were sending her like other threats from Red Matters well that's nice sorry I, I don't want to interrupt but that was just it I don't know if it makes it better or worse, but that is that yeah. what her reaction was. Right. Well, I think, Chris, remind me, this book came out after Star Wars Celebration Chicago? Give me a second. Chris is Googling. Yeah, there was no offer to, like, get back to us later or anything. April 4th, right? Yes. Uh, it did. Yeah, so yeah, this... Yeah, okay, so this book came out the end of August of that year. This book must have been in post-production um, at that time, which is still not too late to fix things, but she just decided to still not be listening to people? I mean, Ooh. to fix things, she'd have to rewrite most of the book. Yeah. Yeah. Which, by that- the way, why the hell is this book 400 pages? What a great question. <laughs> Either pages of not a whole lot of book. Uh huh. A lot of torture, though. <laughs> so <much> yes. Torture. <laughs> so much torture. Oh my god. Um, graphic torture too. It wasn't even just like, I don't know, like she was getting tortured and like the screen went to black or whatever, the, or whatever you want to say about it. Like it was like it was like detailed, like just like I have a scalpel on your eyeball, and I was like, why is this necessary? Oh, she went in on the torture. Hmm. Yeah, and like. For if we want to spin to the movies real quick, uh, like in A New Hope, you know, Vader tortures Leia, but we know that because the torture droid flies into the room cell thing, and then we see nothing. And like, that's enough. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. That's all you got to do. Mm-hmm. Or maybe like two sparks in front of Han Solo's face. You know they're jacking him up, but you don't see it. The mm-hmm. scream is off screen. Mm-hmm. This or you see like the after effect of what happened to Poe, but you don't yes. actually right. see what happened to Poe. Yes. What did happen to Poe? Oh, I don't want to oh, know. Poor guy. <laughs> oh, God. He went through a lot. Mm-hmm. And but, it didn't seem like it was his first rodeo. Yes. Well, if the resistance is this bad. Oh my god, right? Um, but yeah, like... No, like, Mel, you made a good point a few seconds ago when you were... T- like, yeah, there's... Yeah, fixing this would have required rewriting this entire book and or finding another author. But also, like... You could have... They could have delayed it. They could have canceled it. They could have done something about it. It's not what happened. Um... And, yeah, I don't know. It's like, when people, when you're asking people for things and they're, and people are, like, trying to throw you a bone, it is, really should not be that hard to respond to people and accept that. Like, we got Jason Fry to come to this panel somehow, um, which was lovely of him. Um, and uh, he got a lot of flack for his portrayal of Rose in the Last Jedi novelization that he wrote, and... He's like he's he's like he's fully admitted like I fucked up, which like I, you know, as an East Asian person, I appreciate that. Rose is the character's not East, or rather the actress is not East Asian, but still, as an Asian person, I appreciate that. Um, that like what the author has done here and what she has failed to do since then, not 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 so much. Yeah. Yeah. Um. All right. So we got a few. Listener comments, last questions. Um, many of them uh, having to do with like the whole premise of this book, like which centers around Leia just throwing Vi and Archex together. Um, so Jason, who is at FlatterU on Twitter, says, "When I first read the book, the only thing I could focus on was how disturbing and personally re-traumatizing it was to base an entire book around Vi having to work with her abuser at the behest of Leia. I hope the whole time it would end with some recognition or healing, and regretfully included with I don't even know what, some BS about everyone choosing to move on." And I'm like, Jason, I'm s- yeah, no, it ended with Archex getting blown up and no closure, so that's cool. <laughs> Um, Daniel, who, um, long-time listener, uh, member of the Tashi Station Patreon Slack, um, said, I'm sure it'll get covered, <laughs> which it did, um, but I'd like to hear thoughts about the entire premise of the mission. Leia sending Vi on a secret mission with her torturers and completely out of character for a few of those characters, which, like, yes. <laughs> um, Diana also wanted to comment on this, also in the Patreon Slack. Um, do you think there was a way... Here's a here's a good question for all of us. Do you think there was any way to salvage the story starting from from this premise of Leia just like throwing Vi and Archex together? No. Well, that would be a whole new story, wouldn't it? Yeah, it'd be a whole new story. Mm-hmm. I'd be okay with that. Like if she tried to kill him, then I yeah. could see that happening. At least mm-hmm. once. Yes. At least once. It was like, no, we're gonna sleep right here next to each other because we're cool. Because he's a good guy, and she saw that deep down. Like he's you, good. You've been turned and deprogrammed, but you're 100% okay. I can see that. It's right on your face. She can tell that with so her spy skills. Yep. Really comfortable sleeping next to you. <laughs> Come on! I know. God. <sighs> it's so uh, unhealthy. I know. It's it's terrible. It's awful. It's just like, it's a, like... Oh, the amount of terrible things it says. Jesus. Um, Nancy Schwartz, who our beloved pod mom and co-owner of our podcast network. Um, do you think the story might have worked better if Cardinal's point of view had been included? Should this have been his book instead of Vi's? Um, interesting question, since I feel like the author had no idea what to do with this character. So I don't even know what the hell would have come out in this book if it had been from Cardinal's point of view. I mean, mostly he just sat in the jungle. And, like, just. I I gotta be honest, nobody's going to that theme park. (laughs) 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 It's true. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I I honestly. I. I don't. Like, if, if there was anything. 
to salvage from this book, I personally would say that was that would not be the way to go about it. I don't think that would have made a whole lot of difference in terms of this book being acceptable in any by any standard. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, and yes, I know that Nancy also kind of said this in the Slack, like more of a a storyline plot kind of thing. But I also don't trust the author with you know writing it through another point of view if the other character is a person of color yeah like she she didn't do it well already i think a lot of the same problems would be there yeah yeah um yeah i'd agree with that um it probably yeah, would be I don't... worse. I'm like, you I... get his guilt over torturing her and not her reaction to it. Yeah. So it would be all about his man pain. And not about the damage that he did to somebody else. That is such a great point. I Yeah, I absolutely think that. Plus, like, I don't even want to know how many references to our chicks, like, squinting at things that we would get. Oh. But, like, it probably would have been a lot. <laughs> just, just, like, bunches. Um... So, like, damn, it's a sunrise every six minutes on that, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, but also, that's totally what would have happened. <laughs> All right, um, final comment we got, um, again from SC, uh, who, as we know, had strong feelings about this book, as she has a right to. Um, she says, as a suggestion for any physical copies. The only way I finally found this book to be enjoyable was when I danced around the flames and ash as I burned it in the fire pit out back next to dead leaves and broken bottles. It filled my heart with joy. It was only then that the spirit of Vi could have and should have should have been the spirit of what Vi could have and should have been was released. Erase the memory of it, then give it to a black author and let them fix it. The end. I mean, mm -hmm. slow clap, slow clap. You know, I went on Goodreads after I read this to see what other people thought. And this has, like, a good rating. A lot of people really like this book. That blew my mind. I saw that, too. It was How to Be Black one of the titles? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I also was just, like, also just very curious. I just looked it up on Goodreads, and I was just like, are all of you people... Just like, I don't know. Like, what kind of Kool Aid are you drinking? And can I have some? Because it must be some good shit. Like, <laughs> um, just that gonna pop in and say, I think that's the power of white people. The power of white people. Like, that's just like white people reading a book about anyone who's not white. They're like, this is really good. Um, even when it clearly is not. Why are y'all like this? I I can't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! All right. Well, they like it because they can relate to it. Oh my God! Oh my God! Stuff I mean, the stereotypes seem anymore. like truth. So, <sighs> stop me when I say something wrong. <laughs> and you know what? I cannot stop you, sir. <laughs> but you knew that. Exactly. All right. Do we have any final thoughts about this thing we all read? <laughs> um, yeah, that that I a resounding echo of nothing. <laughs> just, just collectively, yeah. we have nothing. Mm -hmm. So, um, I would say, like, I got yeah. to the end, the end, end. And Kylo Ren showed up, was going to show up. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Not this. <laughs> mm -hmm. On top of everything else. Mm -hmm. And she's like, again, I wonder who told on me. Anybody. Anybody. Everybody. <laughs> you, you know what I'm, I'm just now reminded of? Do you guys remember in the first Matrix movie when a cipher had been discovered to be the, uh, the mole and he was unplugging everybody, and he looks to one of the to 
of the characters to pull out her cord and she looks back and says, not like this. Not like this. That's kind of how I feel. Chris is like silently cheering in the background. (laughs) All right. I think, I mean, what else is there to say? Honestly, that was just perfect. Um, All right. Well, Thank you so, so much, Mel and Rob, for, first of all, taking the time to join us, taking the time to read whatever the fuck this was. Um, like, and, like, we appreciate your perspective, because unlike Delilah, we realized we did not have the range to talk about this in the manner that it should be, so we appreciate you. you have black friends. Yeah. And, like, and, no, the, yeah, that's... Yeah. And there it is. <laughs> That's we it, have exactly. heard. Yeah. Clearly no, we somebody have... did not. not yeah. <laughs> uh, so, but no, seriously, thank you so much for sharing your thoughts and being honest. And yeah, Absolutely. No. It was a pleasure being here. I had a whole lot of fun. Yeah, this was fun. Yeah, yeah. We would love to have you back whenever you want. So, yay. Um, Can it be a good like... book? Yeah, I was about yes! to say, hopefully for a better book. Yes, yes, yes. It can nice be a good kind of a bummer. Yeah, I know, right? Oh, my God. Um, yes. It, yeah, no. Like, we like we, we owe you, like, um, like dinner and drinks and whatever, when, like, whenever we get to hang out. So <laughs> hold us to that. Whenever the hell that happens. Yes. But hold us to it because we mean it. <laughs> yes. 2022. We're buying dinner and drinks. 1,000%. Hey, I, I already bought tickets. They better give me something, a refund. I'll mm-hmm. put it to the next time they have it. something. Mm-hmm. All right. Credit um, for the year 2023 when we get let out of lockdown. Oh, my God. I know. You know. Maybe. Hopefully. Maybe. If anyone. <laughs> if, they, if, they, if we ever figure out what the fuck we're doing with this pandemic, you know, whatever. I think that's another white people thing, and we, we're really fucking it up. Before another Disney grand opening, grand closing. <laughs> yeah, right? Oh, my God. Just close. It's not hard. Just close. You have so much money. Mm-hmm. You don't need to be open. <laughs> All mm-hmm. the money. But so much money. money. Everybody oh. got Disney Plus for, for Marvel content in Hamilton. You're making money. Mm-hmm. You, you have Marvel money. Long. You have Star Wars money. All the money. All the money. All the money. Hell, you you got can take Simpsons a year off money. and be fine. Yes. Probably take ten years off and be fine. They own fucking everything. Exactly. Instead, you're, gonna be the most, instead you're gonna be the most Florida thing possible. Oh man. And this is why the new epicenter is Orlando. Mm-hmm. Not even like Central Florida, which is the worst of the Floridas. Directly <laughs> in Orlando. I saw a really great Photoshop of um somebody turned Epcot into like a COVID germ. <laughs> and that that kind of says it all. Rings kind of true. Yeah. <laughs> um, Robin Mel, do you want to tell the people where to find you on the interwebs? Yeah, you can find me at Smooth Like Mayo on Twitter. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's where I just have movie opinions and shout very loudly at idiocy. Um, you can find me at Jane underscore Anon on Twitter, and I'm also the co-host of the Nerds of Prey podcast. Yay! We love we love podcasts. Yay! <laughs> so, <laughs> so yes, yes. Please give these two a follow. They are obviously lovely humans, but also lovely Twitter presences as well. Um, so, um, stay inside. Um, unless you're protesting white people being assholes then wear a mask and don't breathe on anybody um next episode we are talking about resistance reborn by rebecca roanhorse um we're reading through chapter nine um really excited to talk about it because we're really excited that rebecca roanhorse is writing in the star wars universe she um is also the author of trail of lightning which you may or may not have heard of also highly recommend that um you can find Bookwars Pod on Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, Instagram, um, at Bookwars Pod. Um, you can email us, uh, bookwarspod at gmail.com. Uh, please rate, review, and subscribe to both us and the Tashi Station Radio Mega Feed. Um, 
review doing that helps people find this dumpster fire of a podcast not so much this episode this episode is lovely because you know we've got this just super elevated by our guests but usually it's a dumpster fire so actual thoughts yes i know <laughs> instead of just like verbal shit posting um, um you know you had me on right i i only add fuel to the dumpster fire but like it's like useful fuel useful fuel yeah you know, it's good. Um, Is it creamy, though? Oh, my God. Uh, uh, uh. Oh, my God. Thank you. Good night. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, please donate to... Um, Please don't give us money right now because we're we're doing fine. We don't need it. Um, we suggest you donate to Eight to Abolition, um, which is find out more about them. Eight to Abolition uh, Our theme song is Whiz Bang by Poddington Bear. Our logo and artwork are by Joby Terra Design. I'm Kate, and I'm here with Miranda and Mel and Rob, and we will talk to you. I was gonna say next week, but it's us. So you know, whatever the fuck, we record another episode. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Thank you.